when your clients start reflecting back to you the methodologies and the frameworks, the techniques and the strategies that you use that have really helped them, then you know that you're onto something big. You know that you're onto something that's repeatable and scalable in your online business. So get really, really clear. What are the methodologies and the frameworks that you have used to develop your ideal client and really take them on that journey from point A to point B? Reminding yourself of how amazing you are is going to help you manage the imposter voice. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market, and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth, and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success without using the icky, awkward tactics that you have been trying to avoid. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income, and freedom that you've been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. Okay, this is an episode that I have been seriously looking forward to recording because we are going to go in on imposter syndrome. We are going to take on that little imposter voice that, let's be honest, creeps up on all of us when we least want it to. Delivering messages of doubt, causing us to overthink, to maybe, you know, step down from some of the actions that we know that we should be taking And there's really no need for it. So I've got six ways today that you can overcome imposter syndrome. Now, I am going to be talking from experience because, you know, full disclosure, I get imposter syndrome too. In fact, the most recent uh, bout of imposter syndrome that I've suffered from was around this podcast. Those little voices of, oh, Rachel, who is really going to want to listen to what you've got to say? Why would anybody download your podcast? Why would anybody review and subscribe? And, you know, I I would be lying if I said to you that I didn't have those voices. In fact, I'm still getting them a little bit now. okay? but I'm pushing through because I'm here. I'm sat here at my desk, headphones on, sparkling water beside me, and I am just doing it. And I hope that you are sat there now smiling to yourself, thinking, oh, bless her heart. <laughs> I'll carry on listening, you know. And there, I mean, there is, again, bless her heart. How derogatory that I am using that term um, about myself, you know, but we all get it. So I just want to position this to you to kick things off. If somebody said to you, I never get imposter syndrome. I never doubt myself. I never overthink whether what I'm contributing to my business is good enough. I never doubt the value I offer my clients. If somebody said those things to you, what would you think? How would you how would you receive that message from them? Would you think wow, they're super confident, I want to be like that? Or is it possible that you might think, well, that's a bit bloody arrogant. Why, you know, why would they never, never doubt themselves? You know, surely that's not normal. Um, My view is actually, 
I think I would think the latter. If somebody didn't admit to ever having any doubts, I would read that as arrogance. And so that's why I'm prepared to always admit when I'm having doubts and my little imposter voice kicks in because I don't like the thought of being arrogant. And yes, I am a confident person, but you know, I've probably had moments of being overconfident on a Saturday night on the dance floor after about 55 gin and tonics. But, you know, yeah, I'm quite a confident person, but the doubt still kicks in and it is normal. That is my first and probably my loudest message to you today in this episode is that if you are hearing those little voices of imposter syndrome in your head, that it is a good thing. It's a normal thing. The reason I say it's a good thing is that it shows that you care. It shows that the outcome is important to you. Because if you weren't thinking, well, how do I make this better? How do I overcome the doubt? How do I make, you know, the outcome of this particular action, this particular activity? How do I make it the best that it could possibly be? Because I want to shut my imposter syndrome up. If you weren't having those thoughts, then it could indicate that you don't really care about the outcome. And that that's not great, you know, especially if you are a coach, a mentor, a consultant. It's important that you care about the outcome. So let's just start off by saying that we need to make friends with our imposter syndrome. Let's make friends with that little imposter. In fact, let's give your imposter syndrome a name. Call it something. You know, I, I haven't actually got a name for mine right now. But let's, you know, maybe DM me after this. Go to my Instagram, DM me. What is the name that you are going to call your imposter syndrome? And by then, I would have thought of a name for mine too. So let's have some fun with it. Give your imposter syndrome a name. And the reason I'm suggesting that you do that is because when it pipes up, when it chirps up with those little messages that you really don't want to hear at that moment, the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to thank that little voice. Thank your imposter for trying to keep you safe, for trying to keep you uh, from making a mistake, you know, from, from going too far with something. You know, your imposter syndrome, all it's doing is trying to keep you on a safe road to an outcome that you know, that you feel reassured by, that you feel comfortable with. So the more likely that your imposter syndrome voice shows up, the more likely it is that you're doing something that's outside of your comfort zone, and that is good. So we need to thank the little imposter, okay? And we're going to give it a name, and I cannot wait to hear what names you come up with. In fact, I'm looking forward to that more than I am looking forward to recording the next podcast. Um, So six ways. I have got six ways for you to overcome your imposter syndrome. Are you ready? The first one, is to answer this question. And if possible, try and give three answers, at least three answers. So the question is this, what areas of your lived experience do you bring that benefits your ideal client? So what areas of your lived experience, things that you have lived through, things that you have been through, it could be something that you look back on that maybe wasn't a great memory, you know, like maybe it was something that went wrong. Maybe it was a mistake that you made. Maybe it's something that just didn't quite turn out how you hoped. Or maybe it did. Maybe it's something that went really, really well. And for that reason, it's something that will benefit your ideal client. Try to come up with at least three ways that your lived experience 
benefits your ideal client. So that when that little imposter voice pipes up, you can call on one of those three lived experiences and you can say back to your imposter, thank you for trying to keep me safe. However, I've lived through X, Y, Z and the outcome was good. So thank you very much, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, so you see how this is working, right? I'm going to give you six things overall. I've given you the first one. What areas of your lived experience do you bring? Can you bring that will benefit your ideal client? Okay, right. The next one, the second one is what areas of your expertise does your ideal client benefit from? So expertise, slightly different from lived experience. Expertise, it could be something you know, that you've studied. It could be a job, uh, some work, some experience that you've had. It could be working with a specific type of client or within a specific niche or with somebody that had a specific type of problem or situation that you help them to overcome. So what areas of your expertise does your ideal client benefit from? And again, try to come up with three answers. So that when that little imposter voice pipes up, you can pull back on one of these answers, one of these areas of expertise, and you can thank your little imposter and you can say, thank you for trying to keep me safe. However, I've got expertise in the area of X, Y, Z. And so I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, so this I'm having fun with this. I hope that you're enjoying this. Area three, the the third third way that you can manage this little imposter voice that we've got going on is to list down your qualifications and your personal achievements. As many as you've got, it could be things that you did, you know, at school or college. If you're if you're as old as I am, that's quite a long time ago. (laughs) So it could be something that you got um, accredited for at work. It could be an award that you've been um, that you've been awarded. It could be, you know, something that you got qualified in could be your NLP mastery. It could be, you know, your ILM management certificate. You know, what are the qualifications and the personal achievements that you have got under your belt that will always be yours that you can use to shut your imposter syndrome up when it decides to try to hold you back? Okay, are you ready for the fourth one? The fourth one is... I want you to think about the results that you've helped others to achieve. So this is from experience, from the things that you have worked with your clients on, from the strategies that you've used, for the techniques that you've introduced your clients to. What are the results that you have helped other people to achieve? Because the way that we do one thing is the way that we do all things. And if you've helped clients in the past, There is absolutely no reason to doubt the way that you are going to help clients in the future. Of course, not every situation is something that we've dealt with because sometimes new things are always going to come at us, but we have to trust ourselves. If we don't trust ourselves, how can we expect our clients to trust us? So get really, really clear by writing down, and this, you know, there can be a lot more than three here. What are the results that you've helped others to achieve? These also double up as great daily affirmations. If you feel that you're having a a tough day, 
maybe something's not quite gone to plan and it and it's causing you to have a slightly dipped mood and maybe your mindset isn't really where you'd like it to be. Affirmations are a great way to really pick yourself up and remind yourself to get back on track. Listing out the results that you've helped other people to achieve and saying them out loud is a great way to get yourself back on track. In fact, I um, frequently, I will go back and I will read through all of the testimonials from all of my clients. We've even got a separate Vimeo account, video account, where we upload all of our clients' video testimonials. And if, you know, if I'm ever having a little mindset funk one day, I will go and I will watch those video testimonials. And just to see my clients' gorgeous faces on the video saying, I loved working with Rachel. Rachel helped me to do my first ever 10K launch. I love the way that Rachel teaches, you know, all the lovely things, you know, that people say about you. Sometimes we just need to hear that. You know, I do, you do, we all do. So, yeah, list them out, create a little vision board, create a mood board, create a Vimeo account, do whatever you need to do. Create a little jar of uh, post-it notes, you know, whatever you need to do to really help yourself get back on track when that happens. It will so help you manage this little imposter syndrome voice. In fact, we've we've already done four of the ways to overcome it. And I'm already feeling myself like, you know, imposter who? Like, who is this person? We don't need this person. So um, yeah, this is, this is working wonders for me, just talking about it. So I said there were six ways though. So the fifth way is... Two, make a note of the methodologies and the frameworks that you have developed that help your ideal client to create a transformation. Now, what I mean by methodology or a framework, it is the proven process that you teach. What are the steps, the strategies, the techniques that you specifically use to help your ideal client get from point A to point B? from their problem state to their solution state. What are the things that when your clients have finished working with you, what are the things that they often refer back to when they say, Rachel, I loved working with you on your online sales accelerator because of the five-step sales system that you taught me. I really know that I'm going to use that system forevermore in my business. When your clients start reflecting back to you the methodologies and the frameworks, the techniques and the strategies that you use that have really helped them, then you know that you're onto something big. You know that you're onto something that's repeatable and scalable in your online business. So get really, really clear. What are the methodologies and the frameworks that you have used to develop your ideal client and really take them on that journey from point A to point B? Reminding yourself of how amazing you are is going to help you manage the imposter voice. Okay, so we're on to the final one, the sixth and final way that you can speak to your imposter syndrome to muzzle it, to stop it from getting in your way, stop it from causing you to doubt yourself, overwhelm yourself, compare yourself, all those all those things that we know hold us back. 
we are going to overcome them. After this podcast, I am so looking forward to hearing from you about which one of these six was your favorite. So the final one, number six, is to get really clear on your superpower. What is the one thing that you truly excel at? The thing that is you in your complete and utter zone of genius. The thing that your clients reflect back to you constantly. When you know that you hear that thing over and over and over again, you know that that is your superpower. One of the things that my clients will often reflect back to me is simplicity. I hear that word simplicity over and over again when my clients are talking about how I've helped them. They will say things like, um, Rachel, I've never really understood how email automation and funnels worked before until I heard you teach it because somehow you, you helped me to get my head around it because of the way that you simplify it. I've, I've always had that as well in my corporate career, uh, in the five years that I ran my training company, and now in my online business, I hear the same word reflected back to me, simplicity, that somehow I have an ability to take a really complex topic, to strip it back and to teach it in a way that helps somebody to really understand it. It might it might be something to do with the fact that I'm a mum. Like many of you know, I've got um, I've got Oliver, who's a who's a seven year old, and so you know I'm constantly teaching him new things. And when you're trying to explain something to a five year old, six year old, seven year old, you do have to strip it back. You do have to think about how would I have thought about this when I was seven. You know, how am I going to help him to understand it without making it sound as complex as it really, really is. So, yeah, number six is for you to get laser focused on your superpower. Write it down. Maybe create, again, a little vision board around you in your absolute zone of genius. So when that imposter syndrome voice wants to hold you back, you can say, thank you very much for trying to keep me safe. But I am going to do this anyway, because I'm clear on my superpower. I'm clear about what I'm good at. And I can recall times when customers have told me that I am good at this thing. So thank you, imposter syndrome. But not today. Thank you. I am not listening. I am not going to allow you to hold me back. So there are the six things. I'll give you a very, very quick run through. Number one, list out the areas of your lived experience that help your ideal client to benefit from working with you. Number two was what are your areas of expertise that you can bring to the work that you do with your clients? Number three was list out your qualifications and personal achievements so that you can easily recall them and remind yourself how amazing you are. Number four, list out the results that you've helped your clients to achieve. Number five, Get really clear, make a list of all the methodologies, the frameworks, the strategies that you have used to help develop your client and take them on the transformation from point A to point B. And number six is get super clear on your zone of genius. What is your ultimate superpower? They are the six things. They're the six ways that you can overcome your imposter syndrome. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I've certainly enjoyed talking about it. In fact, 
I'm going to record another episode straight away, I think, because I feel really uh, empowered and um, and doubtless. I feel completely doubtless. After talking about those six things, my imposter syndrome has disappeared and I'm going to embrace it and go and create some more content for you. So please do head over to my Instagram and DM me what is the name of your imposter because we're going to need to make friends with it and I'd love to hear what you're going to call it. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Building Online Sales Success Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Howarth. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you listening. I really, really do. I'd be totally overjoyed if you could rate and review the podcast for me. And if you've enjoyed it enough to subscribe, then even better. And that means that you'll be notified for the next episode. And I can tell you now, it's going to be a juicy one. I'll see you soon.